0: When I was about, I want to say seven or eight years old, maybe even younger than that, I saw my first uh, monster movie, and it, was, it scared me to death. It was uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> I, I know, and it was on a 19-inch television set. My, my dad, it was, it was showing one evening, and my dad said, okay, you guys have to watch this. When it came to, to like comedy or, uh, so, you know, like I remember when Saturday Night Live first came out, you know, we were, that was the things that we had to do is we had to stay up and watch those things. And so I remember sitting there and watching as a, as a kid, you know, and when you're a kid, the 19-inch the TV is like right here because you're like this close. That's how you got big screens in the old days. And so you would sit there and watch it. But I found myself scooting back further and further as it went on, because I had never seen anything like that before. I had never seen um, Frankenstein. It had Dracula in it. It had uh, the Wolfman. And I remember just being scared to death because there were people that looked different. There were people that looked uh, menacing and scary. I didn't understand what it meant to have um, you know, prosthetics and and, uh, makeup and and things like that. So to me, it was like these guys actually looked like those guys, and it was hard for me to differentiate the two. Uh, As as I went to bed that night, I had nightmares of uh, Frankenstein and the Wolfman uh, and Dracula just, you know, um, chasing me around like, like Abbott and Costello. And then I started to learn a little bit more about the monsters. And I, I when I was a, my first favorite monster, I don't know why, uh, but it was, it was Dracula. Maybe because I'm a romantic at heart. Um, and, I, <laughs> it's my, my wife over there. <laughs> Enjoy sitting by yourself. Um, She used to run camera over there. I miss those days. My mom, when I was about, uh, about a year later, I think it was, I remember coming by the um, kitchen, and my mom was there with my grandma, and they were sewing. And she said, uh, Trevor, hey, come here. I want to I give you something. And she gave me a, a Dracula cape that she had just made. And it was, you know, nothing fancy. It was just this black cape with a, with a collar on it. And I was thrilled because for that time, for that moment, I got to put on this cape and I got to become Dracula. When you're about nine years old, eight years old, whatever the age is, those things are real to you. Now I'm sure it, it probably, you know, it looked very simplistic and everything like that. But to me, this was the authentic Dracula cape that was worn by Bela Lugosi in Aben Costello meet Frankenstein. And so, for some reason, when I would put on that cape, you know, and I would even practice the moves, you know, yeah. you know, walking around like that. And for some reason, when I put on that cape, I was no longer afraid of, of things like Dracula. Because I got to experience what it was like to wear the the costume. And for the first time, I started to realize that it is actually a costume that you wear. And I started to learn that, you know, the the, the monsters that you see on TV and all of the things that are uh, different from you, inside, they're just regular people. Um, And it made things a little bit easier. The more you learn about what's underneath, it's not as scary. It's not as frightening. I, sometimes when I would take that cape, I remember you could fold it down and it would become a uh, a Superman cape. And I would uh, pretend to be Superman. And I know the cape was black. Superman's cape is And I know that what you're saying, why didn't you, you know, become Batman? Because my brother liked Batman, so Batman was icky for me. Because he was, we were competitive, and he was Batman, and I was Superman. And I remember one time having this delusion that by wearing the cape, I could do some of the things that Superman did. Um, And those days, you didn't watch, there there were no uh, movies. You watched the Super Friends on Saturday morning cartoons and Superman could do anything. You'd see him fly, you'd see him do all this kind of stuff and I would put on that cape and I remember one time trying to jump up and I landed on my face Uh, and it, yeah, it hurt. Yes, uh, explains a lot, I know. But um, (laughs) the more that I wore that cape, the more I realized that the imagination the confidence, all of those things, the older I got, the more I realized that those came from me. That it wasn't about what I was wearing at the time, it was about who I was at the time. And I also found out that you can wear other things, not just costumes, you can wear things like um, fear, Uh, You can wear things like um, sadness. You can also wear things like hope. You can wear things like um, happiness. And as I got older, I realized that you could also wear things like the love of Christ. I used to be so scared of the dark as a kid because of the things that I would see, not just on the horror shows, but just in the world. Um, I grew up in the, uh, where we would do, in grade school, we would do uh, tornado drills, and we would also do uh, nuclear bomb drills, um, where you would learn to tuck down, and (laughs) as if this would even save you, I think this was just, Uh, we just got to do something to shut these kids up. And so that's really, you know, what we were doing there. But the older I got, and and we're talking still grade school here, I started to realize that the world itself is a little bit of a scary place. And as those fears would grow, you you look for those things that would protect you. The older I got, the more I started to seek that cape in one way or another, that cape of confidence, that that cape of invulnerability, the cape of flight, the cape that uh, solved my fear of uh, the monsters, that cape of power. And I knew then that it wasn't as easy to just put something on. It was more about uh, what I had within. I was a very sensitive child and the older I got, the more I became aware of uh, things in this world and the more frightened I got. Uh, I was scared of the dark until I was, I don't know, how old am I now? (laughs) I used to sleep with a nightlight and I used to sleep with, uh, uh, I had a uh, collection of toys and stuffed animals and I would burrow under those in my bed barely being able to breathe, but it was a way of protecting myself. And the thing that I was trying to protect myself of this whole time was fear. I was just afraid. I, I had a childhood that was uh, not as ideal as some people had a childhood. I had a, uh, a, a parent that was, um, uh, had uh, challenges with alcohol and when those things would happen, there would be uh, scary times and violence. And If only, if only you could just have that, that cape. If only you could just have that thing that you could just put on and, and everything would be safe again. As adults, we know that a simple cape, a simple costume cannot prevent scary things. As adults, we even put our imagination aside. Even though that's one of the things that gives us the most strength, we, we think we, we're supposed to outgrow it. You're, you're not. But as adults, we still look for things to solve the problem. We see news shows and TV shows and we see uh, social media and stuff that say you should be afraid. These guys are coming for you and they're going to cross this thing and it's going to be icky and yucky and they're going to take your children, they're going to take your religion, they're going to take everything that you hold dear away from you. And then they quickly say, but that won't happen if you just vote for this person. Or do this thing or hate this. Even as adults we're seeking capes. Even as adults we're seeking things that will take the fear away. The scariest thing is we know that it doesn't work for capes and we also know that it doesn't work. There's no magical hero person that just wipes away all of our fears. Even with Christ in our lives, even with Christ in our lives, how many of us have still on occasion been afraid? Afraid of where this world is? Afraid of the division in this world? Afraid of what could happen? Afraid, afraid of others? And how many of us are seen? Monsters, and how many of us wish we had that that cape, and a lot of us you know we, we, we tend to we tend to gravitate toward those things that we might that could solve the problem, like that cape We, we hear things and we, we hear uh, arguments and, and and fighting and stuff, and we put our faith into just. Not, not even God anymore. We put our face into a person or a movement thinking that that is going to solve the problem. We think that's the cape. And we try to look for things that are more powerful and more flashy. The the things that we don't want to look at, we don't want to talk about when when it comes to our fears of this world. We don't want to talk to just a normal person. We want to talk to a flashy person, a charismatic person. We want to talk to somebody that shows their strength, that has the money, that has the, the, the shiny things in this world. And we tend to follow that. If you look on any news program, I don't care if you're on the right or on the left. Everybody's promoting a cape of some sort. A flashy thing. A powerful thing. A rich thing. Something to solve the problem. The problem's much more fearful than that. And the solution is much more complicated. I know now that as a child just putting on a piece of cloth that didn't solve any problems and putting our faith into the shiny thing or person it may not either you know they they tried to talk about this years ago James in his letter to churches He asked a question, he said, my brothers and sisters, do you with your acts of favoritism really believe in the glorious Lord Jesus Christ? And what he went on to talk about is the people that are flashy. He said people will come into the neighborhood here with uh, the the gold rings and the the things and they they have the money and they have the backing and they they walk in with power and everything and suddenly you're saying, oh, hey, come to our church and sit right here. this, This is the best seat in the house. I want you to have it. I want you to be a part of this because you're the solution. You're the one that we want to have in our church. And James says, don't you realize that the, the God that you follow favors the poor? Favors the outcast? Fav- favors the one that other people don't want in their church? Or in their home? Even back then, they were saying, there's nothing magical about a cape. There's nothing magical about a shiny thing. But there is something magical, powerful, about faith. Because faith makes you. Stretch out of that comfort zone makes you see that everybody out there might be wearing something. Whatever they're wearing could be a costume. It could be a flashy thing. It could be rags. But every one of us have things in common. And just like those movies that I used to watch as a kid, you take the mask off and the fancy makeup off and it's just a person. Even those politicians that just taught the, the flashiness and the, the right answers and all of this kind of stuff, they're just people. So do we just walk around afraid then? If it's trick or treat, where's the treat? Christ, when he was walking the earth, started a movement, and it wasn't a, look what I can do and just be observers, and it wasn't a movement of only let those folks in, and it wasn't a movement of be afraid, always be afraid. James says it best. He ends his statement there with, You do well if you really fulfill the royal law, the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't sound as flashy as a cape, but it does change the world. As much as we want to be afraid, as much as we want to see people as different than us, As much as we want to keep people out and keep certain people in, as much as we are attracted to just the flashiness and the power and all of those things that could just be the black and white right answer, Jesus says, No. You want to change the world? Walk and greet and welcome and love. It's not a cape, but it is so much more secure, rewarding, sincere, and truthful. Love your neighbor as you would yourself and fear not God is with you. Would you pray with me? And gracious God, we have fears. We have things that we see no solution to. We have people we disagree with. We have people we fight with. We see division. We see anger. Help us remind that there's no quick answer, there's no simple answer. There's work to be done, and that work is to love, to love our neighbor, which means every person in this world, to love them as we would want to be loved. Give us the courage to do that. Give us the endurance to do that. Give us the love to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We, we do live in a very complicated world and we keep looking for quick answers and I have one for you. Love. It's as simple as that and it as difficult as that. But that's the message that God gives us. Love yourself. Love God. Love your neighbor. May we do that without the gate. Amen.